This is the Neds NRL Punting Podcast with Jarrell Yao Yi, Oscar Panifex, Liam Fogarty, and Jared Timms. G'day punters, welcome to episode three of season two of the Neds NRL Punting Podcast. Thanks for joining us for another week of all things rugby league and probably more so complete smart. My name is Jared Timms. With me, as he is every week, Broncos great, Gerald Yao Yi. hi It's really good to be back. I'm not doing your stats anymore. Nah, don't worry about them. People yeah. already know. Bored. 33 tries. Bored. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking big this week, Gerald. Oh, thank you that you've asked that question. I mean, it's not a question, but yeah, um, yeah I've been lifting big weights. Uh, took <laughs> a lot shows. of pre-work out before I came here today, so... Mm. Look out, everyone. <laughs> How many weight sessions back is that now? Only two. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I can't lift weights because I just become this big ball of muscle. And yeah. none of you want that. There's not enough room at this yeah, table. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Testosterone is at a yeah. full high at the moment for me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's feeling great. And you just heard him then as well. It's Oscar Panifex from Rugby League Riders. Welcome back. Yeah, have not been going to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> right. I Although, can tell. Well, my right arm's getting a bit strong because of all the fins <laughs> oh, up of me. Right. <laughs> oh, so maybe that's helping. That's, that's yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> and finally, from Ned's Liam something. <laughs> hey, boys. <laughs> Good to see you. Uh, no, welcome oh, back, Liam Fogarty. Great hey to boys. have you, yeah. as always. Nice. Yeah, want to say sorry for any drunk texts I sent you after the Bronx win the other day, boys. I got more after the Fins, yeah. fins up. You didn't message me. Oh, yeah. well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, your performance on WhatsApp after, oh, yeah. uh, after the Dolphins. I had I had a few in me Friday and Saturday. I was pretty excited. How many so. drinks did you have? Yeah, also? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is getting earlier every week. I reckon it's forty-five. Oh, stop it! This is just too easy. It's good to be on here, boys. Well done. Weren't easy. you supposed to, Liam, bring in some like of the Finns hats for us to wear this week? Oh, yeah. Obviously, he's too drunk. I sent <laughs> I sent yeah. my best man Dill out to go get him. Yeah, and he looked he, great he, in them. Oh, he looked great, but he didn't rock up sat at home and watched the Dolphins game from the couch. Mm. I reckon the weather had something to do with it. And yeah. All right, oh. good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, the Finns won week one. They yep. won week two. They're coming up against the Knights this week. Is the hat trick on? Oh, I think it is. It mm. definitely is. And we're probably going to delve more into that right now, aren't we? Is that what we're doing? Why not? Okay. Yeah, let's get into I it. I think the, night, the Knights are shot. I mean, they just, yeah, they're gone, I think. Yeah. But the Dolphins are looking really good. Yeah. And, you know, they lose... Uh, obviously, uh, Marshall King this week, mm. but they gain Cody Nicarima, who is just another live wire out of dummy half. Um, we talked about their depth. I mean, at the moment, it looks all right, but no injuries from you know their middle sort of yet or their forwards. So we'll see how they go during the year. But I'm actually enjoying that. You know, uh, the the new franchise has started well. You liking the Finns, Oscar? Loving the Finns. <laughs> yeah. Loving the Finns. Um, I think, yeah, Cody Nicarima is a handy guy to bring in. Yeah. Um, he had a very good game for the Capras last week playing fullback. So did Anthony Milford. Milf had a good game too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a handy fill-in. I don't think – he's certainly nippy out mm. of dummy half. He's not going to do all the the little things, all the subtleties and the sleight of Decision hand that, yeah. that Jeremy's been doing at hooker. So I think that'll – That'll bring them back a little bit. But, I mean, on the other side of the field, the Knights are missing Ponga. Um, yeah. And who are, they're missing Braley as well, I think. Is that right? Yeah, well, they're missing Jacob Seifert. Si- yeah, Seifert. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, they're not. Oh, he didn't miss someone on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Well, that's a nice little segue into what I was going to talk about first here. Of course, that game was marred almost immediately by another sickening concussion to Kalen Ponga. Now, mm. today, the, NR- the NRL, I beg your pardon, have mandated a new protocol that requires players who have sustained a Category 1 concussion. Yep. Oh, God, get the breath out. It's You're okay. Hey, have I had a head knock? Talk here. about 
gym. <laughs> you might need to go, champ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I haven't even walked up. So I'm sitting here dormant. Oh, and this you're is making me like getting panic because you're not breathing. Well. I don't want to give you mouth to mouth today. And brush my teeth. Dear me. All right. Uh, sustained a Category 1 concussion to stand yeah. out for 11 days. Of course, that's two rounds. Yep. That aligns the NRL with other sports like the AFL, World Rugby, and that comes into immediate effect. Jarrell, mm. it's a big step in the right direction. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, we've got to start looking after our players. As much as the boys will hate it mm. because, you know, of their you know competitive nature and they want to be on the field as much as possible, have to do it because I can tell you this much, it is going to affect them after they finish footy. Um, I had a fair few head knocks in my time, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> and... I actually do when I – I never used to happen when I was younger, but when I go and sometimes I'm going rides or, you know, I'm moving in a circular – I get very dizzy and I feel sick immediately and it shouldn't be – that's not the way it should be for me. Um, so uh, it's something that the NRL probably had to move in the right direction. I'm glad they have because it's going to protect our players and for all the players that um, are playing, it's for your own good. Liam, I know this is something that you've dealt with previously as yeah. well. Can you give us a little bit of insight uh, from a non-professional sporting it, player's yeah, perspective? Yeah, well, I've, I didn't get paid to get my concussions. Yeah. I've, I've had seven, but they're from playing park footy. Um, yeah, not good. Uh, yeah, I think it's the you know it's the right thing to do completely, and you know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah. I think well, the, the concussion system yeah. just showing. <laughs> the irony around yeah. this. Oh, you got anything to add about head knocks? Yeah, well, I, I think um, the initial reaction is to go, oh, you know, this is going to ruin the con- – or or fans might be listening to it and go, oh, shit, you know, I'm going to be missing this player this week yeah. and, and that's going to hurt. I think, yes, it does, but I also think it opens up the competition a bit more. Squads are going to have to rely on their whole top 30 now instead of their first choice 17, even more so than they did already. So I think – um, while in some ways it's a negative in terms of the product of the game, mm. I think uh, I totally agree with what Gerald's saying. Player welfare needs to be at the top of the priority list. And then, yeah, I mean, I think it adds another layer of interest to the competition. Now we're looking at guys outside of that top 17, top 25. It's going to be so much more important for clubs to have a strong top 30. So. Well, you talk about the product, though. It means they're going to have to work harder on how you, your tackle technique is, mm. uh, how you go into um, – to anything in attack in attacking wise, so you're going to have to become more professional. As the game was always going that way, we it's going to be more professional now, and you're going to see it more in training because coaches love you know when these things come in, they they always like to find a way around it, and they're going to have to, like I said, at training be more professional. Techniques are going to have to be a lot better. Players are going to have to concentrate a lot more. It's just the way it is because there's no we just can't see. I mean Victor Radley, right? He's he's back this week. We love Victor the Inflictor, but he cannot go into every game the way he's been playing for the last two or three years. Mm. He's not going to be playing a lot of footy if he is because the concussion is going to stamp him out. And when that stamps out a player from playing footy, that takes down their pay packet. It takes away from that what they're um, you know, making each, each year in their contracts. You know, Clubs aren't going to want to pay them that much because they're going to be out of the game for so long. So... The players, are gonna, like I said, they're going to have to be a lot more professional and we're going in the right direction. It really is a big step in that right direction. Where do we go from here, though? Does it come down now to a case of, oh, this bloke's had five head knocks, he can't play anymore? Yeah, well, I think that's up to the doctors. I think, yeah, I right. think there's going to have to be more professionalism around where we see the doctors you know, come in, whether that's doctors from outside of each club because – you know, I mean, there's you, you can have doctors inside the club and just, you know, the, you know, the coach is just going to them, well, we want mm. you to say this. Yeah. So I think it's going to have to be, you know, 
external doctors come in and be like, well, he's been that many times. And the closer you, like I know anything, the closer you become with your doctor, the easier it is to get away with stuff at clubs. You know, that's just the way it is. That's yeah. how it's always been. That's the old school way they, they did it. Mm. But now it's not going to be like that. So I think we're going to have to look at it as a more professional outfit from the doctors from outside. How many is this for Ponga himself now? Oh, we've lost few, count. This is the it? thing. Yeah, yeah. We have lost yeah, count yeah. in the last three years. And KP will be the first, like last week, to say that oh, I wasn't concussed with that. And he might not have been. But they're gonna ha- they're taking it out of their control now, you know, because the players are too stubborn and too strong to uh, to go, well, I, did, I had, had a head knock. Because those guys out there, I can tell you this, they've got a winning mentality. No one wants to go off. They're gonna, they all just want to stay on. So... It's, out, it's going to be out of their hands very, very soon and it looks like we're going in the right direction. The Parramatta Eels. We spoke about this earlier in the week, Gerald. They're 0 and 2. I'm keen to get the thoughts of Oscar and Liam. How are they going? After you, mate. I, I think I saw a stat that only maybe three teams have ever won a premiership after starting 0 and 2. Mm-hmm. Like, they're... Uh, I love to hate Parramatta. <laughs> yeah. like one of my one of my best mates is a big Parra fan, and one of my favorite things to do is pull the piss out of him. Yeah. So the fact that they're losing and they're just just the makes target. makes my life a lot better sometimes. Yeah. Oscar, yeah, they've had a start a tough start to the year. Uh, I think Cronulla were pretty good last week. Obviously missing Nico, but they're still a top six, top eight side, um, whether Nico's on the field or not. And then round one, I think they lost to the Storm, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, in a tight game, both four yeah. point margins. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Parramatta are going as poorly as as uh, maybe it might be fun to hang some shit on them about. Mm. Um, I'm not so sure about that personally. We spoke <laughs> about this earlier in the week on biased. face value. It doesn't look too bad losing to the Storm, but the no. Storm have then come out and been touched up yeah. by the Canterbury Bulldogs mm. at home in round two. Yeah, they're missing like nine players from their starting. But Craig seven. Bellamy doesn't matter. He he would not care about that. Mm. He honestly would not care about that. And not only that. They, you know what? I like this move from Parramatta. Mm. You know, there was all of this conjecture around um, Brad Arthur not taking them on. Well, they've just re-signed him. Um, I, I don't hate this. I don't hate it at all because it puts that to bed. Yep. But you know what they still haven't done? Sign Mitchell, Sign Mitchell Moses. Moses. Yeah. Where, what is he doing? That has got mm. to be having some sort of effect on Well, I think they've just moved on and gone, obviously, let's get Brad sorted out. Maybe that's a decision. Yeah. That will make Mitch Moses stay. Yeah, yeah. It, maybe that was something that he wanted to make sure. And you know what? As a player, you want the right coach in in your in the job, because um, you, you love playing for your coach. It's not only just for the boys. It, you, you have to play for your coach as well. So, I think that might be it. Might be put to bed by the time this comes out. Hopefully, Mitchell Moses is signed in the next week. In the next week, three weeks, I beg your pardon, they've got the Inform Manly Seagulls competition leaders <laughs> coming in round off the three. Bye. Coming off the fresh from the bye. <laughs> For two points in Round hand. four, they've got the reigning champion, Penrith Panthers, who will also be coming off the bye. Right. And then in round five, they're taking on the Roosters. I mean, mm. what are the, is the likelihood that we're looking at 0-5 here? Well, if they don't win this week, if they don't win this week, <laughs> they're in trouble. <laughs> I, I would say this, the, the pressure's on them. Yeah. There's no pressure on Manly. We... Because of where they finished last year, there's no way in the world that people thought Manly would be sitting at number one after week three. Yeah. Sorry, brother. <laughs> but that's just the way it is. And the way they finished their season off last year, you know, was was terrible. So the, the, the pressure is on Parramatta. But as history shows, they are good under pressure late in the year, you know, when it comes to the, the crunch time. So hopefully having Brad Arthur done and hopefully behind closed doors, maybe they've got Mitchell Moses done. 
you know, they push on and they and they start playing some some better footy to get them. They're not playing bad footy, but play some better footy to, to get some W's under. Parramatta are two dollars twenty to win against Manly. Is that something yeah. you'd be willing to take on or I mean that's good yeah, odds. I'll be having a look at that, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think um, they'll get Ryan Madison back next week. Is that right? Yeah, three I'm or was sure it four, four games? Yeah, um, I might have been, no, it was 4,000. That's right. I'm remembering the, the fine that he chose to pay. <laughs> uh, so I think getting Maddo back will be big for them. Obviously, they've got an 11 game rookie playing big minutes at lock, and then they've got Bryce Cartwright and Matt Dury playing big minutes on the edge. Both of those guys have been doing a fair job, but they also have struggled to make first grade teams in, in recent years. And just so. lost Nathan Brown to the and, Yeah. yeah well, I mean, he wasn't being no. He Brad wasn't. Arthur didn't like Nathan. No, well, obviously, but I don't. I don't mind the way he plays his footy. Yeah, yeah. I love watching. Yeah. Watch him, watch him come yeah. out and yeah. brain it for the rest. Hundred percent. I know exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. He's had. He had some great. You know, signs. He, he had some great years. He there. played Origin. Well, exactly. Yeah. He's a blue. Yeah. So, I mean, he's. I mean, not that we're saying the blues are good, but of course not. Of course not. <laughs> we wouldn't do that to you guys. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> that's uh, that's actually quite a forward pack they've got there, isn't it? Warrior Hargreaves, mm. Nathan Brown, Sombrero. Yeah, just some big angry boys. The salary cap sombrero. They just always just get under that. All right. Well, uh, (laughs) we love getting involved with the comments from the punters. And, of course, this was always going to drive a few giraffes. So unpopular opinions, responses. Darren Allen, thank you for getting involved. Parramatta have not got the right setup, never have. Should have won so oh, many comps. Darren. <laughs> but they never know how to keep the right players. Get that one Worst yeah. ever. Right Two front ends. Worst ever. Worst oh, ever. Oh, Darren, 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 Darren. That's mad. I like that. <laughs> David Wilson, worrying signs for the Eels. They've been in both games but not able to finish it off. Manly looking pretty good. If they drop this game, it's going to be a long haul with the immediate draw. Mm-hmm. It is, like you just spoke about. Looking the other way. John Watt, early days, yet to have a negative comment about my Parramatta Eels. Uh, let's see how we go after a few more games. Come on, Eels. It's game on. Uh, very, come on, Eels. Very come positive. on. What was his name? Uh, his name is John Watt. John, you know what? That's one of the most positive, negative <laughs> comments we've ever had. To our, like, I love it. I love it. For sure. And Richard Hudson, you pair of brainless twits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Rich. love you, Rich. And I love you, Rich, yeah, as well. <laughs> Top comment, though, and hidden by someone that wasn't me, David Pickford. You, Jared. <laughs> what about me? He just... Well, he said, "What do you mean?" Because I said in this video, Canterbury of all teams that they had lost uh, yeah, to Melbourne yeah, Storm. Yeah. What do you mean, Canterbury of all teams? <laughs> Don't be jealous that your team can't get the jump on Melbourne at home. <laughs> I remember my team putting forty on a cheating Melbourne side in the grand final. Oh, <laughs> this is all time. Wow, that was my burner account. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> oh, very, very oh, good. Yes. Uh, Oscar, we're going to move on to your weekly segment now. Mm-hmm. First question. Question, what do you want this to be called? Jeez, you put me on the spot here. Yeah. I don't know. I'll th- give me a week. I'll come up with a name. Yeah, we got plenty week. of weeks. Come don't on. worry about that. Foster's we'll give you ordinary opinions. Yeah, was that was thrown up. Last week. Yeah. What about from the pen of Panifex? That rolls off oh, its tongue as well. Sounds like you've got plenty of ideas. They're all over horrific. Here, yeah. <laughs> all right, now we've got a bit to talk about this week. Of course, you publish your weekly article on the Ned's blog. Mm-hmm. Let's start off with how open you think this season is going to be. Yeah, well, I had a look at the opening fortnight of 2022 and then the last two weeks that we've seen this year. Um, not a huge difference, but we had five games last year in the opening two rounds with 13-plus margins. Mm-hmm. We've only had three this year. 
And one of those three was the Storm Dogs game last week, and there was a Eli Katoa no try right in the last couple of minutes. Yep. Which, if he if that had been awarded, it means we're only looking at two out of sixteen games to go to thirteen plus to mm. start the year. Wow. So I think um, I think the addition of the Dolphins, obviously picking up a few players from um, some rival clubs. I think we're looking at one of the tighter competitions in recent years. It's going to be really excited for um, what lies ahead. I think there's some. Some people say there were some uh, lesser games on on Sunday afternoon, but I think that, as we saw, the quality was still good yeah. in the Titans game at least, probably not so much the uh, Tigers-Knights game. Mm. But, yeah, I think we've got a really competitive competition. Uh, it's do, you think, be- do you think the the ruck, like this is the way I've, I've had a look at it, the ruck, how it's been put on the onus of the ball player, mm. do you reckon that's slowing the slowing the play the ball down a little bit, as in the players are becoming a bit more aware to not try and play the ball so quick because it's going to go against them if they stuff up. For me, it looks like it's not as fast as it has been in the years. So that means defence gets better, they get set more often and um, less tries are scored. Maybe. It could just be fitness also working into the season as well. I think the good teams are always the ones that know when to play fast and when to play slow. I think it was Cameron Smith's greatest attribute. So if you are looking at, generally speaking, yeah, quick play the balls is is a recipe for success. Uh, That might be something to look out for this week, see if those better sides are maybe choosing moments within the game to slow it down and compose themselves a little bit. Well, a few punters got involved with this part of the article particularly. Steve Grenfell said, couldn't have said it better myself, way too early for predictions, that's for sure. Mm. Wayne Fernando said, South Sydney starting to get players back and they are certainly a top four team. Glory, glory. You'll be liking uh, the sound of that. And then Gordon McCabe on the other side said, I've seen enough of the West Tigers to know that they're going to be the Spooners again. Yeah, tough start for the Tigers. I think um, that was one side who I thought, I highlighted a couple of players at new clubs in the blog article that I thought have had a really strong start to the year. Mm. Uh, the Tigers' new signings didn't make that list. <laughs> I think we need to give them a little bit more time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I couldn't agree more with that comment. A very frantic, confused, aimless kind of attack from the Tigers over the last two weeks, which is weird because Appy Corusau, we associate with someone being yeah. – uh, we associate as being someone who can really control the tempo of an attack, work – um get at certain defenders multiple times in a set or over the course of, you know, a 10 or 20 minute period in a game, that's his greatest attribute. And instead they're just throwing off loads and throwing cutout passes and going coast to coast all the way up and down the field. It's not letting Appy control the ruck and, and get at certain defenders in the it line. It could be just that they don't know how to score tries. Like, no, I'm not even – I know that sounds funny, yeah. but – Not a problem you ever had. Like, was no, a no, 33. 33. Uh, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, like, they just don't know how to finish. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe it's just been so long them having good delivery out of dummy half or, you know, having the – I don't know. It's, 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 they're just shit. They're so <laughs> yeah. shit. I, just, I, mean, I, I watched even, that weekend yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. I was like – they had so many sets yep. to, to ice that game yep. and they just could not, even with Appy Corusau in the hooker role. Yes. I just don't know what's going on. Yeah, I think I've talked, I've written about this about the Tigers last year, so it's disappointing for West's fans to be talking about it again now. But there doesn't seem to be any plan, not even just within the five or six tackles of a set, but even across the course of a game there's no clear plan. Okay, are they laying down one edge? Are they looking down short sides? Or are they trying to compress the middle and then shift to the edges? Or are they working from coast to coast or whatever it is? It just seems to be like, have a run, play the ball, and then, all right, what are we going to do on this very next tackle? They're not working towards anything, which is Appy's greatest strength. So Mm. I'm not prepared to... 
They're, yeah. they're playing park footy. Also, yeah. Yeah. 2005, I will say this, Tim Sheens just let that side play footy. Yep. Do you think they're trying to implement that same mentality on this squad? Yes. Because yeah, that, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, but I don't know if they've got the cattle yeah. to do it just yet. Like, for example, Dave Klemmer um, has been, you know, a, a, a meter eater for his whole career. He gets through a bunch of work. Yep. Uh, very experienced player. They've got him in a ball-playing role. So he's getting the ball at first receiver. He's tipping out the back, the kind of things that we see Isaiah Yo or Cameron Murray or, or Victor Radley do. Yeah, I'm just not sure that's his natural skill set. Well, do they have a forward coach? They don't. They, they've got – well, obviously they've got Robbie, Robbie must be in and there. Benji, but both of them are, you know, very good ball-playing yes. um, footy players. So yep. maybe for them that's the way they're – Thinking like let's let's play footy like everyone else, not going towards their strength because that is Dave Clemmer's strength. Yeah, and um, they've obviously practiced it over the off season, and it obviously worked for them. Well, when you're not on the training pad, well, when you're right? not otherwise against they, people, they it probably looks good. Yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting to see if or how they change things over the next few weeks. I think Dewey might be out this week, um, so I might be jumping the gun here, but I think that right edge with Dewey, um, Tommy Talao, if he's fit, or uh, Stafford Toa's in yeah. this week. I, I don't mind Stafford as a player as well. And then they'll have John Bateman on that edge. That's a real strike weapon for them. Dewey is their, needs to be their primary playmaker, and if they've got a guy like Appy who can compress the ruck around the posts and then a quick shift late in the set to Dewey with shape outside yeah. him, that's a recipe for success for the Tigers. I'm waiting for that to become their modus operandi. I hope I guess, they get back to because it's the comps are better in a better place. It hasn't been for a long time. We don't know because mm. we haven't seen them for a long time be at their best, the Tigers. Yeah. For people there that I know, and I call them shit in all due respect because <laughs> I know I've got mates who are there. Yep. But they are. That's where they are at the moment. I hope they come good. I really do. Well, yeah. hopefully for Tim Sheen's sake, he's a fan of the Ned's NRL punting podcast because we've just figured Well, you're wearing the right colours. Wearing the right colours. Yeah, true. We were once upon a time, yeah. <laughs> now, something I cannot stand as a Manly fan is yep. short line dropouts. Yes. I think DCE probably could put it on a on a dime from anywhere, but we are horrific mm. at regathering. Mm. It always makes me nervous when we happen. I think we're just leaving ourselves open for six tackles from the 10-metre line. Yep. What have you seen of that throughout the entire competition this season? We're seeing more of them, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Last year, Penrith and Souths did it almost religiously. Yeah. Um, and I think we've seen a, a lot more teams adopt that approach to start this year. Uh, the trick's going to be choosing when to do it and when not to. We saw a couple of teams on the weekend attempt a short dropout when they were down by four or ten points. It's just giving a free, a cheap two two points from right in front yeah. to extend that lead to mm -hmm. a, a, a double or, or a triple score deficit. So, yeah, I think the good teams are going to be the ones that choose the right moments to try for those short dropouts. The poor teams are probably going to miss the mark a bit there. And then also you've got to make sure that you're defending in case you get a, a bad deflection on that contest. We saw Jack Whiten scored in round one. Uh, against the Cowboys, they went for the short dropout and he's just collected the the loose ball and scored in the corner. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a more prevalent tactic this season. Um, but, yeah, which teams get it right and for which teams bugger it up. more teams than others, I think the better sides will chance their arm because they can defend better on their line yep. than they are, you know, 20 metres out or sure. 30 metres out just because it's shorter to get back. Yep. They, they get their line speed a lot easier. Yep. I think we all find the, the good teams do that, but the other, you know, the ones that aren't so good, mm. they really struggle to find those li that line speed and talk to each other and get up and man up and, and defend those. Get up and out. Yeah, the up yep. and out where you find the, the better teams will, will be able to handle that easy. Mm.
Now, you touched on this before and mm-hmm. said that West Tigers didn't feature in this. Obviously, in a season where a new club's coming in being blooded, there's always going to be a lot of player movement before yes. the season starts. But yep. also with a team like West, the Bulldogs really yep. sort of rebuilding. There's been a lot of movement two weeks into the competition. Mm-hmm. Who's caught your eye the most in their new setup? Yeah, players well, that have moved clubs. Reese Walsh has only played one game for his oh, new club yeah. or his old club. Yeah. Uh, he no. was. I reckon that might have been 80% of your content yeah, on Friday. Yeah, night, sorry, actually. Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, but honestly, I'll let he... you guys go wild. But yeah, he was amazing. We we know how quick he is already, um, and he used that speed to make poor Peter Hiku look like he was stuck in the mud a few and, times. And they're not a slouch like, like the Cowboys. They're they're good not. They're side. a good defensive side, yep. and yep. they have been for the last. Well, last year they were amazing. Yep. They started off. I mean, they were, they lacked a little bit in round one. Round one half two yeah. obviously when we've seen the Raiders but we know that's been a big part of their game is, the, is their defence so for him to exploit that like I hate doing this and I hate comparing but you've got to for people who love to watch the game but he looks like a young fit Billy Slater and, mm. and how he's getting to that centre yep. and and throwing that cut out pass well that's the difference I think between Walsh in round two and Walsh last year for the Warriors yeah. is he had the same speed last year but his pass selection yeah. and execution last weekend well, he's had a full full preseason in the in, in, in fullback role and he's obviously getting some good like Darbs was one of the best yes. ever at choosing which yes. one to, whether to hit short or hit long have you I, noticed his legs though anyone else watching look at oh, his hoods like his He's quads are massive, yeah. unless they're giving him extra small shorts. But I've known, like I come with, I I, I was with Reese when you know the development squad, and yep. he has begotten his his lower body, his core, and his his quads have gotten so big. Yeah. Like he he looks strong. He looks good, and I think Hot. if if he. <laughs> Sexy. He is. <laughs> so we're getting off track. A lot of tension in this room today, let me Ooh, tell you. Geez, are getting hot in here or what? Yeah, Holy moly. Yeah, so Reese Walsh, excellent. I think having a guy like Adam Reynolds who can straighten the attack and then throw to Reese out the back, and then Ezra Mam chiming in there as well, who also started the season really well. Yeah, very excited about Reese this year. Um, Jermaine Hopgood was another guy who's just started the season yep. on fire for a guy who's only played. 10 NRL games or so. He's doing Victor Radley, uh, Cameron Murray, Isaiah Yo type things out there. So I'm loving uh, Jermaine's involvements. You touch on the Dolphins. Uh, I don't think anyone would argue, uh, disagree that the Hammer has been one of the form ooh, players ooh, in the comp yeah, to start yeah. the year. He's really flew. He's leading the Dally M's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's really flew under the radar uh, because, I mean, when you look at the Cowboys and their outfit, they didn't see him as an out-and-out fullback. Yep. They've seen Scott Drinkwaters, but... I mean, Wayne just does this to people, right? He does. He just brings the best out of them. And we know this kid was always going to be get good, talented, but we just weren't sure when. I think we're seeing the year. And we weren't sure. I I certainly wasn't sure that he had the hands and the positional play Mm. um, and the work rate that he's been getting through. I think he's averaged 175 metres in two games so far. Is that all? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm loving the work that um, the Hammer's doing. I think he's got a really nice combination already yeah. with Sean O'Sullivan and also with Katoa and Marshall King. So, yep. yeah, liking the Hammer. They heard a lot about the Dolphins not being able to get their marquee player, um, but he might be able to do the job this well, year. Well, he I might think. He might be, have to be the guy. I mean, mm. you, like seeing, you like seeing people stand up in the spine we, and those two guys that you've said at the Dolphins are really doing that yep. at the moment. Here's a question for you. If... Pong is out for the year with head knocks. Yes, Reese Walsh gets it. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, Reese Walsh or, or the Hammer. What about the Hammer? Yeah. Well, well the, the Hammer the hammer has uh, – Reese Walsh has already been in camp and 
So I would say so the hammer. Yeah, true, actually. But Does was he was he a run? But he was on the wing. He was on the wing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. so what I'm saying is Bill's already worked a lot with Reese. I would say at the moment, in both them playing outstanding footy, mm. I'd think Reese is in in front at the moment. Just purely because of that reason. But we all know what Bill's like. He picks on form, he knows what he likes. Um and it's a really good headache to have for oh, Queensland. <laughs> it's amazing. I've got goosebumps. Oh, yeah, my God. Look at me. Jesus. Calm down here. I know. Very early in the season to be <laughs> here in this Hey, we still own that shield, boys. That's so sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, we saw all the nonsense after full time of the Tigers-Knights game on mm. Sunday. Mm. I'm not going to weigh into that. You boys might like to. But will. Um, <laughs> in terms of what happened in the 80 minutes before that, I think Jackson Hastings gave a big um, middle finger up to Tigers for letting him go. He was exactly what the Tigers needed in that game. <laughs> his composure, his control, he helped set up the first two tries that Newcastle scored and then he just kicked and managed his way to full time and helped yeah. the, the Knights get a win. So, yeah, I... I'm a big fan of Jackson Hastings and the work that he does on the field. Uh, I think he's going to be a very important part of the Knights this year, especially with Ponga on the sidelines. Yeah. Um, it just seems like history for him is repeating itself. Mm. Um, I will say this. Clemmer probably made his most metres at the end of the he game. Did. Yeah. He ran Getting from to that. 90 yeah. away and he made 82 <laughs> in the game. Honestly, he did. That was <laughs> the most metres. was really that on was that day. That was the most metres I've seen him. Like he didn't yeah. – he probably didn't need to get into that. I'm pretty sure to let, like he had that under control. Yeah. There was no need for Clemmer to come in. You could definitely tell what he was calling him. Yeah, but over the top of a but child, Justin, mind you, you know, as well. Jackson Hastings, obviously – is it – was it Tommy Talao? Tommy Talao. Yeah. Yes. Obviously, he was he's in a shitty way because he's probably not going to play next week. Yep. He's probably got a broken nose. Yep. So maybe just let that one simmer yes. and just leave it and then throw him a message or something. I don't know if they've got each other's number, but maybe contact him on social media. You know, that's the day and age we live in. But there's no need. I mean, it, it is repeating. It seems like it's repeating himself with him. He seems like a bit of a shit stirrer um, and maybe he just needs to pump the brakes a little bit uh, and – Maybe maybe get some advice. I don't know. But from what I heard and what I've known and I know people, I know people. I uh, think I just, it, yeah. it makes the reverse fixture watchable. Like it does. It, when you they come around again, you're going to be a bit more excited for Knights Tigers than you <laughs> normally well, I'm would so, It's been. not something I'm rounding off in my calendar. Circling, I'll go there. I can't yeah. wait to watch that one. Um, I'm but, not travelling for it. But yeah. I will be, if, if, it, if it does come back up, that's something I will be watching it for. Yep. All right, looking ahead to round three, you've done a little bit of homework, a couple mm. of things to keep an eye on, including the returning Josh Schuster. Mm. Yeah. I think Schuster's ability to straighten the attack on Manly's left edge, we know how much he loves throwing that no-look pass, probably needs to get the balance right between looking and, and not looking sometimes. Mm. But uh, on paper, his ability yeah, to straighten things up and then pass out the back to Tommy Turbo, who is one of the best fullbacks at chiming into position at just the right moment when Manly is shifting to the left. I'm very excited at what Schuster and Trebojevic can do together this year. Hopefully, they can both stay fit. And like Walsh, another one who's finally had a full preseason in that 5'8 position. Yeah, and then like I know you want to ask this question because you know I talked to my good mate Chez. Yes. He's had a great preseason. Mm. So he's yeah, 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 he's had a great preseason and I think he needed a – you know, we all know that he needed a preseason in that role to be able to fit in properly. So – you know, time will tell. Um, I look forward to watching them this weekend because uh, they do have a good challenge on their hands uh, up against Parramatta, who have gone zero and two. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what he's got to produce. Yeah, jokes aside, I think that's going to be an absolutely outstanding game. game. Anything mm -hmm. else, Oscar? 
no, squad depth we've already touched on, and the, looking at how the Tigers improve, we've already touched on as well. So I think the Tigers could do worse than have a look at how the Warriors have played to start this season. They've got guys in the forward pack who are throwing passes across uh, throughout through the middle of the field. Adam Fanua Blake, Torhu Harris, Dylan Walker, and Mitch Barnett can all pop a pass, and they're doing it interchangeably, but they're doing it to a plan. So they're getting to an yeah. edge and then they're coming back the other way, or they're working three ways across field and then having a crack on. I the actually open like side. the look of the Warriors if they can. If they can start stringing some wins together, yeah. I, and I never say this about the Warriors. Oh, this I, I actually, I actually think they can go pretty far yep. if they, if they can start winning some games and building confidence. Yep. And I think that's something they lack year in and year out because one, they don't get off to a great start most mm. years. So, I mean, for all the Warriors fans out there, I think they've got. I actually think they've got their squad. Right, I reckon it's one of the best squads yeah. they had in. in I think they the just last need to years. just if they can get some confidence, get some wins, they can. Yeah, they can. They can put some great games together. Yeah, it's time for Fog's Fast Five. Back by popular demand for the third week, Fog's Fast Five. Where are we looking this week, mate? Fins up has, in my opinion, has been one of the most <laughs> successful marketing campaigns I've ever seen for a sports team. Yep. We had a washout at cricket on Saturday, so I had a very early bowls club session. Um, <laughs> and the whole bowlsy was full of everyone watching the footy and it was fins up every wow, time so they scored. It was amazing. I haven't seen a club united that much by one rugby league team. Normally there's punch-ons and stuff. Nice. Um, so I thought I'd, I'd, I'd go through and um, put together my fast five for the top five fan traditions in Australian sport. Oh, okay. yes. Get around this. <laughs> Bear with me here. In uh, Australian sport as a whole, too, not just right Yeah, away. yeah. Outstanding. It's bit of a tight five for yeah. me here. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, number one's the milk. So, Canberra obviously have the iconic Viking clap, but mm-hmm. so does every other Nordic themed sports team in the <laughs> yeah. world. Well, isn't it become, wasn't it from Netherlands? No, from no. Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota, Vikings, Minnesota and that? the Icelandic National Icelandic Oh, right, team. the soccer yeah. team. When they right, went to the, the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Boom. So, right. that's, that's great. But they're not nicknamed um, after a dairy product. So, I think the milk is a better tradition. Yep. Then, um, and isn't it green? Then the Vikings, like, they, yeah, they, they have a green, green milk. milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you yeah. know, um, up the milk went around when they were making when they made the granny in 2019. Yeah. So, yep, full okay. cream. Top five. Number four is one I did probably way too much on Friday night. The Chelsea dagger. Whenever the Bronx <laughs> score, Chelsea dagger by the Fratellis comes on, and <laughs> you do a little dance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they have the players actually doing it up on the screen. Yeah, they, they, do. Do. they do. Did you have to do that? Was yes. It, yeah, yeah, that was nice. one thing that we had to do. Oh, when let's get that. Let's get that vision. No, no, that type That's of good. stuff. That type of stuff has been deleted and gone forever. <laughs> it's um, it's such a good tradition. The Titans have stolen it, but you wouldn't know that because you know why the Titans have stolen. You know, had they really stolen? Yeah, no, no, they actually. You know have. why they've sold it? Because everyone that used to work at the Broncos that got sacked have <laughs> gone to the Titans. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, oh God. changing sports here. Uh, so with the Melbourne victory, I don't know if you boys have seen this one. It's brand new. Whenever they don't get the way, the fans now assault the goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that is good. Getting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Rich uh, clip it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, what else? Um, this this one in the in the rugby <laughs> union, this tradition's catching on more and more every season, and yeah. it's one I can get around. Um the fans just stop watching. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Oh, I was I wondering it. where you were going I with that. I thought we were gonna get um John. No, these Williams, are real. Uh, these yeah, are John real. Williamson <laughs> singing uh hey, what true did he used to sing? No, it wasn't oh, true blue. I've been following Matilda. I've been following this tradition, so I wouldn't know. Uh, oh my god, I'm gonna die today. 
And last, lastly, uh, my number one spot. It's going to be real hard for Finns up to ever overthrow this one. It's just yelling Queenslander. Oh, like yeah. it's just a Billy uni- universal yeah. battle cry that you can belt out after fifteen forex bitters. Yeah, or mm. blokes. I mean, yeah. thank you very much. That's all right. Get some blokes in you. Uh. <laughs> there you go. That's good. <laughs> wow, great, great stuff. With all the stats, trends, and betting you need to know, this is the offload. I've got to tell you, last season I really loved the offload, but it just feels like a bit of an afterthought after Fogs Fast Five oh, every yeah, week now. To but alas, we are a betting podcast, so let's do it anyway. And let's kick off with Don't Argue. All righty, boys, here we go. So the Don't Argue top player of the round, hard to look past Will Kennedy this week. He mm-hmm. scored a hat-trick. Yep. That was paying 23 bucks. Uh, Kennedy currently leads the league in tries and line breaks. Uh, Ham- the Hammer and DCE also have three tries. Wow. Um, so that's you know, a little it'll, That'll be his most you'll get all year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Kennedy this week is $2.50 anytime versus the Raiders, $8.50 mm. for a double, and 21 bucks for another hat trick. Wow. Another, I couldn't pick another player this week because it was hard to look past the entire Bulldogs team. Mm-hmm. They were $3.05 to beat the Storm, and the Bulldogs 13 plus was paying $8.25. As we know, they put on an absolute clinic against Storm. They were 26 nil up at half time, or just after. Uh, this week, they're $1.30 to beat the Tigers, uh, and 13 plus is paying $2.10. Wow. You reckon? I mean, is I just, 13 plus the play? Yeah, 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 it is, but I just never thought the Bulldogs would be at that <laughs> no, type of price. Another, another really bizarre yeah. one. The line opened at, I think, five and a half or six and a half. It's already out to nine or well, ten and a half. Yeah. So yeah. good on you if you got on early. One that the bookies definitely got wrong. Who were our punters' pals? Punters' this week? pals were. Player we talked about last week, Stephen Crichton or yeah. Critter, as yeah. I know him by. <laughs> <laughs> Nickname basis. That's it. He's uh, has now scored a try in seven of his last eight games against Souths, uh, and also has three games in a row as first try scorer. Yep. He was he went over early in the game last week and was eleven dollars fifty mm. for the first try. His price this week for first try doesn't exist because he's on a buy. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, damn it. Away teams in the Cronulla Sharks games, uh, the, the away team has now covered the line in the last 12 Cronulla games. So oh, the wow. Sharks were the away team last week and were plus four and a half on Friday night. Mm-hmm. We all know how that went. Yep. Sharks this week are away uh, and a minus three and a half against the Milk on wow. Sunday. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Storm line at home is one we also talked about last week. So uh, Melbourne have now failed to cover the line in its last six home games. Wow. Last week against the Dogs, the line was seven and a half. Uh, and we all thought they were going to break that streak. We said that on the show last week. Mm, yep. They did not. No, um, no they didn't. That's got, crazy. They yeah. got rattled early, hey? Yeah. A couple of quick tries and, and then dogs just played so laterally and so many offloads and second phase play. I don't think Melbourne could keep up. No, they couldn't. And that's that. Last six home games, they yeah. just, wow. Mm. That's incredible. Have you got any tips for us for this one? I've got, and it's, I do, and I'm going to start with the Titan Storm to keep this rolling. Melbourne have won 28 of its last 29 matches against teams from Queensland. Yeah. Wow. That's a stat. The, uh, the Their last loss was a 36-6 to six loss to the Cows in round 11 last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're $1.48 head-to-head. And um, so we've talked about them not covering at home. The away team has covered the line in seven of Melbourne's last eight games. So the Storm are minus six and a half at $1.90. Oh. So, you know, you'd, you'd imagine that they should be able to cover that against the yep. Titans. Yep. Uh, Roosters versus Bunnies is probably the biggest game of the week, I'd say. Yep. Um, 
Rabbitohs have opened as favourites, and if you like the Bunnies, I've got a few considerations for you. Souths have won five of the last six games against the Roosters. Um, Lachlan Elias has scored a try in four of his last six appearances with Souths mm-hmm. as a favourite, and he's $5 anytime. Yeah, right. Trell Mitt has scored at least one try in three of South Sydney's last four matches against the Roosters. Cody Walker's got to be there somewhere. He's $2.20. He's, he's up there in the betting yeah. as well. Um, and Souths have covered the line in each of his last six matches following a loss, and their line has just gone down to $2.00. Uh, not two, two and a half points. If you multi all three of those legs up, so Ilias, Trollmit, and the Bunnies to cover, um, you can get a multi of $15.48, Ooh, which I'll be good. throwing in open groups. Absolutely. 100%. I think that Ilias tip's a good one this week. Uh, we saw the Warriors targeted Egan Butcher at left back row and Joseph Suali'i at left centre. They're both strong defenders in their own right, but their decision making and positioning in the it's line. Not great, yeah. It's not as great. They're just not used to the position, yep. I don't think. I think Egan's more of a middle and, and Suali is spent time on the wing. So, yeah, I think Souths might send a bit of traffic down that right edge through Ilias this week. What about if you're not first, you lost? Oh, so the biggest try scorers of the week. There was a few this mm. week, boys. We had Reggie Campbell-Gillard at $51 for Parramatta. Uh, uh, I for seem first. to remember from last year, you threw him into one of our previews and he got up, didn't he? It yeah. might have even been any time, but it was a $9 any time try score. Yeah, and I've got a really expensive vacuum cleaner at, at home now <laughs> <laughs> called Regan every time oh, I pull it out to clean up. So thank you, Regan. So, RCG crashed over in the Para Sharks game. One punter had $100 on him oh, for well a $5,100 oh, play. Wow. <laughs> Fun fact for you boys, this is only the second time this market's ever hit. Round 10, 2018, when Reggie was at the Panthers versus the Knights was the only other time. Wow. Don't ask me why I looked that up. That's a great But step. I did. I like you that you did. <laughs> there was one better than Campbell Gillard. Blocker. Was it Blocker? It was Jacob Preston oh. of Bulldogs oh, of fame. Wow. It was $81. Oh, wow. It was his <laughs> second ever appearance for the Bulldogs. He obviously came off the bench. Debut last one. week, yeah. He scored in the eighth minute. Uh, and on one punter had some money on him. He had 50 bucks on him, first try scorer for $4,050. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. And to do it in Melbourne, honestly, they never let they never let rookies do that in Melbourne. Like yeah. Craig would have been, oh gosh, he would have been having a day that Wouldn't day. Wouldn't have been a nice try. I, no, I can't imagine we see a big one this year. No, 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 no. that is, that's very big, very early. Uh, give us the bad beats. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna... <laughs> That's a good a start. <laughs> I'm going to start with this one. Alex 12. Yeah, fair. Fair start. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we said, didn't we say at the start yeah, of this podcast this year that he was going to score this year? Yeah. Right? yeah. We, we all know the stat. It was 103 games, zero tries. He becomes the second all-time to, to – it's on a uh, – with the most games without scoring. Without scoring. Second most. Second most. Who's 135 most? is, I don't know who's at the top, but 135 games they've gone mm. without scoring. He's gone 103. You almost wanted, want that record. Yeah, well, that's what now. I think yeah. now. Do you don't just go? It. Yeah. So he dropped it on purpose. Yeah. Everyone. So he was he was $9.50 anytime last weekend, uh, and 10 punters had 50 bucks on him anytime. <laughs> oh, I just love was, this. He was inches away from oh, scoring, but that Frizzell punch out. Savage. Yeah, everyone's, Savage. everyone's hanging volleys. shit on Gamble. And all it, like yeah. for the chat up, like Frizzell, worst bloke in the league, yeah. surely for <laughs> yeah. disallowing that try. Yeah. yeah, Sydney Roosters. So they had covered the line in six of their last seven matches as a home favourite. 
Points line was set at minus 14 and a half, and they only won by eight points. Mm. How selfish of them. Yeah. Uh, one one punter had $4,000 on the Roosters to cover, um, and eight points is not 14 and a half, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Turns Wait, out. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Melbourne Storm. So, you know, biggest upset of the round, I'd yep. say. Yep. Uh, Melbourne had won each of its last seven against the Dogs, and we just talked about how we thought they'd break their line streak, and apparently so did this punter. I hope he's not a listener, and we convinced him. But he had $5,300 on the Storm 7.5. Storm didn't even win if you weren't paying attention last week. We also took two big live bets on the Storm. One punter put five grand on... Uh, at the dollar thirty, the ten minute mark, oh. uh, when Storm were down six nil, uh, and then we had another five k bet put down at dollar seventy at the thirty minute mark, oh. just after Jason Caraz went over and made it ten nil. Dollar seventy, ten nil down. Yeah. Oh, dear. And um, oh. the last bad beat we have. I'm glad you're laughing, Gerard, because yeah. this is the podcast multi. That's <laughs> the baddest beat of them all. So we only had. One of the four legs get up. Who was that? Oscar had the cows to win. Nope. No dice. Jared had Talungi to score. No dice. And I took the storm to win. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's come home then? Yeah, dearie oh, me. Yeah. Who would have guessed that the Dolphins to win? 245, fins up. Fins. Oh, what am I doing? I'm a Bronco. <laughs> fins up, baby. Speaking of the fins, uh, much movement in the futures markets this week. I'm assuming they are yeah. one of them. Uh, some, some, um, a fair bit of movement here. And I did look... Uh, I didn't plan on talking about all four Queensland teams, but they're the teams no, that have... In what world did you not plan? <laughs> I've, I've, I've fixed the markets myself yeah. so I can talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bronx have moved from 15 bucks into 10 to win the oh, comp. They went from 17 wow. to start of the season. Yep, they, they, yeah, opened to 17, down yeah. to 10 bucks. The Cows went up, so they were 11 into 15 to win the comp after they got their pants pulled down by the Bronx. Dolphins, they've moved a lot. So they were 17 into $8 to make the eight uh, and 41 into 31 to win the comp. Yeah. Wow. They so were $81 prior to round one as well. Yeah, so that's six, quite a 67 yeah. at time yeah, of our first geez, recording. First, yeah, yeah, recording, yeah. Titans, one of the biggest drifters in the comp. Uh, they've moved from 34 bucks out to 51 <laughs> Uh, and our friends, the West Tigers, that we've talked about a fair bit, have moved from 51 out to 81, which is the largest odds we've seen all year. Well, finally, don't tell the misso. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, yes. Some <laughs> of the some of the biggest wins are actually in open groups this week. Yeah. Oh, You're welcome. Stop it. You're welcome, punters. <laughs> so we might have not got the podcast multi home, but mm-hmm. a few of the boys at the table here got some decent same gamers up. So Jaral, my good friend over here, got a $12.50 multi home on the Panthers Rabbits game. Mm-hmm. Did a green tick come up for that one? No. Didn't happen. No, it does. It did. <laughs> but believe him, though. Technical yeah, difficulty. Yeah, yeah. Your account went up, yeah. so that's yeah, all that yeah, matters. Yeah. 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 Ticks or it didn't happen. So Jarrell so, yeah. had Penrith head-to-head, Penrith 1-12, to 12, which, I mean, you probably didn't need to double up there, but you got a multi-up. Who am I to Dude. complain? Yeah, what do you mean? I, yeah. Those are the odds I take. Yeah. Just let me win. Under under 40 points uh, and Critter, anytime try score for $12.50. When he went over for the first try, I was yeah. just like, we yeah. are on number stay. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just I knew it was going to come well, home see I was thinking yeah. oh, I could have gone first yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I know it's oh. a bit bittersweet when that happens yeah. so you take it like any time but you ruin your whole you know first. you go oh, why did I do that yeah. So yeah. just take the odds you know yeah. Oscar in the Dolphins game had big Tommy Gilbert anytime try mm-hmm. scorer and from $8.50 and the Hoover as well I think 
was a good collection. Wow, well done. Go. Yeah, yeah. I I was I only took half a Jarrell's bet. I've just realised I had the Panthers head to head and Crichton anytime for three dollars forty eight. A bit more of a wuss. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, still, <laughs> we've all been there. Still good. And we had no one ever. There were there are a few more two dollar hits, but I can't be bothered reading them out. Uh, one punter turned ten grand into thirty six on the Eels v Sharks game. He had the Sharks one to twelve at yep. three dollars sixty. Nice. Broncos v Cowboys. We had a twenty thousand dollar hold on the Broncos to cover minus two, oh, so he turned wow. twenty into thirty eight k. Wow! Uh, and then Dragons v Titans. This is a sweaty one. He had ten grand on the Dragons thirteen plus at five dollars twenty. Oh. Um, the Dragons went down twelve nil early, as yeah. you boys imagine, and yeah. then it didn't hit the thirteen plus mark till Blake Laurie crashed. Big over blocker. The sixty six. Jack Bird to see it. and tell you what, didn't he love it? That yeah. was his only. His only Second, second try, try ever, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a stonesy bet too, isn't it? Because the Titans weren't Huge. awful in round one, no. and the Dragons were always going to be. Oh, could Back, be good backs or up could against be the wall. Yeah. Straight off, yeah. They they knew that they had their backs up against the wall. The Dragons. It was either they win that game or mm. Hook gets yeah. closer to being hooked. That's basically where they seen it. So yeah, right. That's probably there. I love watching the Dragon. I, I, I'm going to watch them close all year because I know that's going to be something that the, the media is going to ride all year as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, a good start for Hook. The Neds NRL Punting Podcast Multi. All right. Well, the Multi was an absolute disaster in round two after we got away on a flyer in yeah. round one. We've already touched on it though, so let's not dwell. Let's look ahead to round three. And Gerard, you're going to kick us off again. Well, just to give you a hot tip, I haven't lost any of my Multis this year already. <laughs> so I know, and I plan on keeping the ball rolling, so to speak, uh, in round three. And I've gone uh, James Tedesco anytime try scorer. Mm-hmm. I just like how he was so involved last week. Uh, he bombed a try. Uh, Suwali Suwali didn't pass him the ball. Or maybe it's a bit of drama there between them two with the fullback position going up for grabs. Mm. Um, Teddy turning a new. I think he's going to have a great game uh, over the weekend, and I think he gets over the stripe. Yeah, I think him re-signing this week absolutely. Exactly. That well. two dollars seventy. Are you actually yeah. getting pretty good value for any time tries? Yeah, so I thought it was as well. Game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, certainly, Latrell Mitchell. I think was two dollars twenty on the other side of that as well. Yeah, like okay. That's outstanding. Anytime value for him. Uh, two dollars seventy. Like it, Liam. You're up second. I've taken the Storm to cover the line against the Titans. As I said earlier, the away teams covered the line in seven of Melbourne's last eight games. Uh, and I've taken an alternative line at minus four and a half like to be that. a bit safer. Yep. It actually opened at that, didn't it? But it has already yeah. drifted out to I seven and a half. The bookies overheard me bragging like, about yeah. it in the office. Could have been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still plenty of meat on the bone for this, though, at four and a half. It's a dollar seventy-two. Yeah, than a poke in the eye. Well, They're I, playing I, the Titans. I've gone the risk. Yeah, yeah. Bet this week, I think. So I'm I'm glad you've gone a bit more conservative, and mine's a bit later in the in the uh, in the weekend, I think as well. Yours so. is first. both Saturday games. Oh, yeah. Saturday games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're doing these in uh, order. Uh, of the I think I think okay. we're all trying to get the last game. Yeah, yeah. I think we are. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm up third this week. Uh, I don't know if the cows are going particularly well, to be honest. I mm. mean, they nearly bombed against the Raiders in round one. They mm. were pretty comfortably touched up by the Broncos last week, and I thought that 16 points they scored was probably a bit flattering of them. I thought the Broncos could have won by a lot more than that. They're playing the Warriors at home this week. I think the Warriors might be low-flying as well. I'm also taking an alternate line here for the Warriors. I nice. sort of gained a bit of confidence from Liam's cowardice yep. before me, yep. uh, and I've pushed mine out to 12 and a half points. Yeah, I like it. $1.58. I the like, Warriors to cover I like it a lot. Points as we outsiders. spoke about it before. I think the Warriors... <clears throat> they, when they start coming good, they've got the squad. Yeah. I, I, and this week might be the week 
that you you know you take the cherry that's low in the tree because the cows are missing drink water and um, hiku. hiku. Yep. Um, both of them. I mean, we do see that um, Tom, Tom Chester. Tom Chester come in. Very exciting. Um, and Gemmett Shibasaki comes yep. back from mm. <coughs> uh, overseas, who's, who's a young Bronco boy. He's a great footy player. Hasn't played in the NRL for a while, so it might take him a little bit to get, get, get back mm. into it. Well, the Warriors are missing Chans as well. Oh, they but are. But Tane Tuapiki oh, yes. makes his NRL debut. He was very exciting in the trials. Uh, might be a big ask for him to perform like that in his NRL debut. In um, Townsville. In Townsville as well. But I like but, it. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like it, Jared. Yeah. Nice. Well, winding it out to 12 and a half points is $1.58. I thought that was pretty good. Yep. Oscar, bring us home. Yeah, Sharky's minus three and a half on Sunday afternoon against the Raiders. I haven't been impressed with the Raiders' attack so far this season. I think in both games they've scored very opportunistic uh, maybe lucky tries. Yeah. I mentioned the Jack White and deflection in round one. Tom Starling got one that pinballed off about three sets yeah. of legs in round one as well. So, yeah, I think the Sharks, even without Nico, I think Tricky Trindle's doing a great job. Will Kennedy's one, in my opinion, the most underrated player in the competition. So, yeah, I think the Sharkies can do a job against the Raiders and cover that three and a half line. Yeah. Standard line, that one, $1.90. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, the away team is... Covered the line in the last 12 Cronulla games, which I mentioned earlier. So yep. I'm very, very that. happy with that. Synergies That's here, it. boys. Right. We're on. Kiss Kiss what are we getting for? Alive on Sunday, then. <laughs> well, let's recap. Jarrell's taking James Tedesco anytime, $2.70. Liam, value. a alternate line of four and a half for the Storm, $1.72. I'm taking the Warriors at an alternate line of twelve and a half, a dollar fifty-eight, and Oscar is taking a three and a half line for the Sharks, which is the standard line, a yep. dollar ninety. The bookies have done us a real nice job here, yeah. fifteen dollars. Oh, yes. Talk to me. Oh, talk to me. Are you going to take this one? I, oh, yeah, you know what, I didn't in the round two, and we oh, look what happened. That's why yeah. I flopped. I know, but come on, guys. come on, Gerard. <laughs> I got a family. <laughs> um, yes, I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, take it this weekend. It's, it's, um, I'm not going to take them every weekend, but I'm when they feel right. I'm going to do I've it. got a and, feeling. And it's $15. If I get it, if I get it, oh, my God. <laughs> New golf clubs. That one's going to go into the open groups too, isn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely. I'll throw it, throw it in there. Come in there and have a chat with us as well. Do people know they know, know about the, the groups? If well, you we've don't been know. flogging it. And mm, this yeah. morning I put in, oh, what do you want us to talk about on the podcast <laughs> today? Talking and talking a, a tumbleweed has bounced Well, that's what I'm saying. But so. listeners, if you are listening that you don't know about the groups, jump into the lab brokes. Uh, sorry. Oh, and Ned's wow. <laughs> That's a garden. Oh my god! Yeah, that is a garden. That is a garden. Yeah. Why am I garden? That's why I get free beer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kempi. Oh, that's my first f*** up ever, right. really. <laughs> what? That, oh. That's going to have to be beeped now as well. <laughs> All right, punt is the NEDS NRL punting podcast. Multi is already built for your convenience. It's available under NRL round specials at neds.com.au or, of course, on the NEDS app. All right, guys, it's that time of the week again. Mm -hmm. We're at the pointy end of the third podcast mm. of the season. Let's have a few final thoughts, and I think we might start with you this week, Oscar. Put me on the spot. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mentioned it earlier. I think squad depth is going to be a real key element of this season, as it always is, but more so as we talked about with the 11-day concussion stand-down protocol. Uh, so, yeah, I'm having a look at – obviously, the Storm and Roosters and Souths have really – kind of had to go through the last two weeks yeah. managing a pretty hefty injury toll. I think the Warriors, Cowboys, and Raiders look like joining that list this week. So, yeah, I've got my eyes on those sides and just trying to get a bit of an indication of what the squad depth is like for some of those clubs because I think that's going to be really important at the back end of the year. Like the sound of that, Gerald. Yeah, I'm just um, excited that uh, all Queensland sides are hitting their straps at the moment apart from, I mean, the Titans. But, uh, yeah, they're hitting their straps at the moment. It's good to see... 
you know, them back in the competition. We've had a couple of years out where they haven't been playing well, the Broncos. You know, the Cowboys last year have really brought it back. And obviously having the Dolphins in the competition really uh, bringing our stock up as Queenslanders uh, playing in, in, in the game of the footy. And Origin can't come soon. No, I know it's already it's still fair with away, <laughs> but geez, Queensland, all the Queensland boys are playing real good footy at the moment. So I'm looking forward to Origin already. Mm. Liam. I can't wait for Friday night footy. That's probably two of the best games of the week. Uh, I'm keen to see how the Dolphins travel when they go down to Newey and Roosters Rabbits is going to be huge. Yep, Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, it will be absolutely outstanding. Now, don't forget, we have to name the podcast in the final oh, yes. segment. Have we got any ideas? Oh, gosh. Beep, really put you, Jared, was <laughs> a uh, pretty popular part of this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, know where we go. Well, Finn's up last week, yeah, and we uh, we really sort of pushed them along. Where yeah. are we going? I don't no know. one's put Finn's any thought into this, have they? No, no, we definitely haven't. Yeah. We didn't. I didn't realize you were going to ask us again. Well, it's going to happen yeah. every round. There's Thank another 28 rounds. Yeah, well, we're going to have to be smarter then, yeah. <laughs> aren't we? I, I, yeah, I con- just concussion protocols, yeah. anyone? Oh yeah, head knocks. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. What about know. we'll be better in round four? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, may, maybe, maybe we need that. Yeah. That's okay, cool. listeners, if you have any ideas of yeah, uh, put them in the open yeah. jump in the group, in. sledges yeah. Yeah. in the Ned's groups, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, punters, thank you for listening to episode three of season two. Uh, find us on all of your favourite podcast platforms. Enjoy the footy this weekend. And always remember to gamble responsibly. Thanks for listening to the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.